Shalom to all. Today's office Kedushin Daf Yod Gimel, and we are starting the 15th line with the words Ahi Itza. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basar Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yasef Yantif, but Rabbi Asher Anshul, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Gemara says Ahi Itza, there was a woman to have a Kamazav Navarshachi, she was selling Varshachi, which according to some is a belt of sorts. Asahu Gavra, a fellow came along, Chata Varshachamina, he grabbed the belt from her. Amrle, she told him, Havalinayali, give it back to me. Amrle, so he told her, Iavinalech Makachasli, if I give it back to you, will you be Makudash to me? Shaklase, she took it from him, Vishtika, and she was quiet. Vam Rabnachman, Rabnachman said, Yuchayel Mamar, she could say, In Shakli Vidi Shakli, you're right, I took it from him, but what I took back from him was mine, and I'm not Makudash just to him, and therefore there's no Kiddushin. However, Esu Rabbalah Nachman, Rabbas Rabnachman, we know that Kitcha Begazel, Hamas of Gneva, if he was Makadash with one of these three things, these are all forms of things that were stolen from somebody else, Ashachat of Salam Yada, or if he grabbed a salad from her, Vikitcha, and then he was Makadash with that, Mikudashes, she is Mikudashes. So just because it was her belt that he returned back to her, that doesn't mean it shouldn't be valid Kiddushin. So he answered, No, Hasam the Shadich. That's referring to a case where there was a shidduch already, meaning they were discussing kiddushin, and then he gave her something that was either stolen or gave her something that was hers, and that's why the kiddushin is valid. And we're not talking about the shani law and bein shadich lu delay shadich. How do we know that there's a difference between shadich and loy shadich, meaning when there was a discussion beforehand or not? Titani, because we have a brayso. Amrla, let's see. Told her, "Kinsi salzu shani chayv lichi. Take this cell that I'm chayv to you." V'chazvar Amrla, and then he told her, "Hiskachi libai be mikudashes to me with it." So if he said this b'shas matan mais at the time that he gave her the money, ratzda mikudashes. If she agreed to the kiddushin, so she's mikudashes. Loy ratzda in mikudashes. If she doesn't want to be Mikudashes, so she's not. Whereas Lachamatan Mais, if he said this after he gave her the money, Afilu Ratzda in Mikudashes, even if she says yes, she agrees to it, she's not Mikudashes. Now we analyze my Ratzda, my Loy Ratzda. What does that mean she wants or she doesn't want? Elim, if you want to say Ratzda da Amra in Loy Ratzda da Amra Loy, when she wants, she says yes, and if she doesn't want, she says no. Well, that would imply Ha'ishtika have a Kedushin. That if she was quiet, that would be Kedushin. And if that's so, Venisni Mikudashes Stam Kihasam, this Brysa should just teach that she's Mikudashes. It shouldn't say if she wants or if she doesn't want. Just look over there. We had learned something similar on yesterday's daf, that if he gave it to her b'shas matan mois, she's mekudashas. So I said the price differentiates between her wanting and her not wanting. Ella, it must be that ratzda damra in, when she wants it, she says yes. Loi if she doesn't want it, the shtika, that means that she's quiet. The katani, what does the price say? The in mekudashas, that she's not mekudashas. Now my time, why is that? Why is that when she's quiet, she would not be mekudashas? Because she could say, in shakli vidi shakli, you're right, I did take it from you, however, I took what was mine. You grabbed the salad from my hand, and you gave it back to me trying to mekudash me. I'm not accepting kiddushin. I was just taking back that which you stole from me. And here we come with our proof. So you're going to ask him this brisa that he was Mekadashur with one of these things that he stole. Or if he grabbed something from her hand. And he was Mekadashur. She is Mekadashas. You're going to ask why she Mekadashas. Why don't we just say that she's taking back that which he took from her. Must be that we learned from here. That there's a difference between if there's a Shedach or not a Shedach. If they were previously discussing Kiddushin and then he grabbed something from her and gave it back to her. So she would be Mekadashas in that case. However, if he grabbed a belt from her, which is what we had started out with, and then he gave it back to her, trying to mikdash her, and she didn't say anything. She would not be mikdashes because there was no shidduch over there. Now the Gemara says, "Kinoch nafshid Ravasi." When Ravasi died, either Rabbanon and Kutinu Lishmatze, the Rabbanon went up, meaning they went to the base medrash to gather all the memories that they had from Ravasi. So Amr Luhu Ahumer Rabbanon Rav Yaakov Shmei Rav Yaakov told the Rabbanon the following: "Hachi Amr Ravasi Amr of Money." This Ravasi said in the name of Money, "Kashem Shein Isha Nikus Pachas B'Shavapruta." The same way that a woman cannot be nicknessed with less than a Shavapruta, "Kachin Karka Nikus Pachas B'Shavapruta." Karka land also cannot be acquired with less than a Shavapruta. Amrulay, so they asked him, what do you mean, Vatanya, you have a price that says, even though a woman cannot be acquired with less than a Shavapruta, Karka nicknames a Pachas Shavapruta, land could be acquired with less than a Shavapruta. So Amrulay, he told them, Kitanya, he be Chalipin. That price is talking about Chalipin. A Kenyan Chalipin could be done with land and not with a woman, and that Kenyan Chalipin could be done with something less than a Shavapruta. Titanya, you have a price, Kainam a Kli, Shavapruta. One can make a Kenyan Chalipin with a Kli, even though that Kli itself is not worth a Shavapruta. And another member of Shem Ravasi, 
Yasi, Hadu Yasi Vika Amri, they continued sitting and they said, Hadu Amr of Yudam Rashmul, that which Yudam said Rashem Shmul, Kalsha any day but Tivgim Kedushin, Loya Hiloy Esekimon, anyone that's not an expert in the halachas of getting Kedushin should not be involved in them at all. And we had already explained previously this because they might allow a get or a Kedushin to happen, even though it's not allowed to, and the children that are going to be born afterwards are going to be Mamzerin. And Amr of Asi, Amr of Yechanon, Rav Asi said Rashem Rechanon, Bakashan Loyalim Yasim Dar Mabul, these people that are involved in getting Kedushin that are not allowed to be, they're worse for the world than the Dar Hamabul. Shinamar says in Pasik, Aloy Vakachesh, swearing falsely, Vratzayach, and killing, Vaganav, and stealing, Vanaif, and adultery, Peratu that's broken all bounds, Vidam and Bidam Nago, and blood has touched blood. Now, my mashma, how is it learned from there? Kim Targum Rav Yosef. It's like Rav Yosef explained the last part of the Pasuk, what does the word Peratu mean? Melden Benin Menshech Avrehain, they bear children from their friends' wives, which means they're Mizana with married women, and Dom and Bidam Nago means Chayven al Chayven Mysifin, they add sin upon sin. Uksiv. And the next Pasuk says, Al Kaintav al Aret, because of this, the land is going to be destroyed, and all that live in it are going to be displaced. Also, the animals in the field and the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea are also going to be destroyed. Now, we know that in Dar Hamabal, the Xer was not in the fish in the sea. Shemar the Pasuk says, In the Dar Hamabal, in Nayak's times, everything on land died, people and animals, but not the fish in the sea. But over here, even the fish in the sea are going to be killed. Now, what's the over here referring to? So it's talking about the word Paratsu that we just explained means they bear children from their friends' wives. And obviously those children are mamzerim. And it's the same thing if a person's not an expert in the halachs of getting in Kiddushin, as we just said before, paskining incorrectly in one of these situations might lead to mamzerim being born. And we see that when mamzerim are born, everyone gets destroyed, even the fish in the sea, which is worse than the Dharmabal. The Gemara asks, hold on one second, maybe everyone's going to be destroyed, including the fish, only if everything in the Pasuk is done. Remember, the Pasuk doesn't only talk about mamzerim being born, it also talks about swearing falsely and killing and stealing. So Gemara says, don't say that, because we have another Pasuk that says, because of swearing falsely, the land is destroyed. So you see, the land will be destroyed from any one of these things mentioned in the Pasuk, not from all of them being done. Maybe only because of swearing falsely, the land is going to be destroyed. But the other things in the Pasuk all have to be done together. So Gemara Yud Gimel is on top answers, and all boundaries have been broken? No, it says just plain without a vav. So when we talk about everyone being destroyed, including the fish, that's referring to the last Avera mentioned, Mamzerim being born, and not everything else. Another member of the name of Asi, Yehud Yasser Ka'amri, they continued sitting and saying, Hadnan, that which it says in the Mishnah, this referring to a woman who had a baby, so she has to bring a number of karbanos, this woman who brought a karban chatos, and then she died, Yavu Yarshan Ailasa, her Yarshan have to bring her karban oila. Now, Amr of Yudam Rishmol, Rav Yudas Abishem Shmol, Bushay Frishasa Mechayim, that's only if she had designated this karban oila while she was still alive. But if she hadn't designated this karban oila yet when she was alive, Lois, then her Yarshan do not have to bring this karban fur. Now, Alma Kasava, we see from here, she would allow Dairaisa, that is Sheba, this responsibility that she has to bring carbon oil is not a chiv dairaisa. If it was a chiv dairaisa, even if she didn't designate the animal before she died, her yarshan would still have to bring it because that Sheba would be on her money or on her property, and therefore they would have to bring the carbon fur. However, Amr of Asi, Amr of Yechanon, of Asi said, Bashem of Yechanon, even though she did not separate it when she was alive, her yarshan still have to bring it. Alma Kasava, we see the Rav Asi holds Sheba the Hava dairaisa, that this Sheba is dairaisa. Ask Amar, hold on a second. We already have machlekes about this. Rav Shmuel, Rav Shmuel, both Rav and Shmuel say, if money was loaned orally, 
the Lekuchais, money for the payback of the loan is not allowed to be collected from Yarshin or from Lekuchais. For example, Ruven lent money to Shimon, Alpet, it was oral, they did not write it down in Ishtar, and now Shimon died. Ruven cannot go to his Yarshim to get that money, or let's say Shimon sold some of his property and Ruven wants to collect money. Ruven is not allowed to go to the Lekuchais, the people who bought that property from Shimon, to take that money, because the Shibut on this loan doesn't extend to the Yarshim or to Lekuchais. Whereas Rabbi Yechon, Rish Lagish, Damit Shavai, both of them say, even though it's just an oral loan, it wasn't written down in a document, in a star, Del Ruven can collect from Shimon's Yarshim or from Lukuchas. So we already have Machlaikis about this. The Gemara answer is no, Tzricha, we still need this. If we only mention this case that we had right now, I might say it's only in this case, in the case of Milva, in the case of loans, the Shmuel holds that Shimon's property is not Meshubed, because it's not something that's written in the Torah. But in the other case, the one that we just mentioned previously, referring to a woman who gave birth having to bring a carbon that is written in the Torah, the Torah says that she has to bring Karbanes, I might say the Shmuel agrees to Rabbi Yechon Reish Lakesh, the Midaraiser Yarshim would have to bring that carbon fur because there's a Shibut on her property even though she died. And if we only mention the original case of the woman having to bring a carbon, I would say that it's only in that case Rabbi Yechon holds that her Yarshim have to bring a carbon for her. Because Alva, a loan which is written in the Torah, is like it's written in a document. In this case, where Reuven lent Shimon money, and it wasn't written in a star, I might say that Rabbi Yechon would agree to Shmuel, that's how we need both of these cases. And now just commenting on this last case, Amrav Papa. Papa says, Hilchasa, what's the halacha? Milvapeh, Gavim and Ayarshin, that even though it's just a Milvapeh and it wasn't written down in Ishtar, that money could be collected from Yarshim. However, the money cannot be collected from Lukuchas. Again, if Shimon had sold his property to somebody else, after he had borrowed that money from Ruvain, Ruvain is now allowed to go to those Lukuchas and take the property away from them. Government of Yarshim, Ruvain is allowed to collect from Shimon's Yarshim, Shibu the Dairaisa, because the Shiba, the responsibility that Shimon has to pay this loan back, is Dairaisa. However, if it ain't a government of Lukuchas, Ruvain would not be allowed to collect from Shimon's Lukuchas. Why is that? The last Lekala, because there's no Kul. The reason why, when it's a Milva Bishtar, Ruvain would be allowed to collect from Shimon's Lukuchas is because when it's written down in Ishtar, everyone knows about this Halva, and therefore the Lukuchas can't claim we didn't know that this property was leaned to somebody else. And that's why Ruvain would be to collect from them. But over here, it's a Milval Peh, and people don't know about this halva, and therefore Ruvain is not allowed to collect from those Lukuchas. And we continue to explain our Meshna. The Meshna said, A woman could acquire herself in two different ways, either with a get, her husband hands her a get, or if he dies. But the Gemara analyzes, Bishlam a get, we understand she acquires herself with a get, because the Pasuk says, because of law, Sefer Krisos, he writes her Sefer Krisos, and we know that's referring to a get. How do we know that when her husband dies, she's free to marry whomever she wants? The Gemara answers, Farhu, it's logical. Who Asra, who Sharsa, he asked her, so he permits her. When he marries, her, he asks her to everyone else, and now that he's not here because he died, so now she's permitted to marry whomever she wants. Ask more, that's not true. Vaha Arias, what about Arias? Da Asarluhu, that once her husband marries her, now she's usher to certain relatives of his because of Arias, Veloisharuluhu, and when the husband dies, she's not permitted to marry them. So just because the husband died, that doesn't mean that she should be permitted to get married. Sigmar says, You're right, we're going to try to learn it from Yavama. From the fact that the Torah says that if Yavama doesn't have children, she's usher, meaning Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Reuven's married and then dies without children, so his wife is Shimon's. Yavama. So since there was no children over here in the first marriage, she's usher to marry whomever she wants and she would have to marry Shimon. But that teaches us that if she has children, Muteras, she would be permitted to remarry. Mashma, the one a woman's husband dies, she's allowed to get married. The Gemara asks, maybe we should learn something else. Maybe when she doesn't have children with Ruvain, so she's usher to marry everyone else and she's permitted to marry the Yavam, Shimon. But if she has children, maybe she's usher to everyone and she's not allowed to get married to anyone. So Gemara says, you write a different attempt. From the fact that Torah says that Almana is not allowed to marry a Kain Gadol, what does that tell us? Halakain Hadiat Sharia. 
the Namana, a widow, is allowed to marry a Kain Hedyet, and by that same token, she's allowed to marry anyone. So we see the Namana, a woman whose husband died, is free, and that's one of the ways that she could be released from her husband. As the Gemara, maybe we should learn something else. Maybe the Pasuk's telling us the Namana is not allowed to marry a Kain Gadol, and she has an Isser Lav to do so, and she's also to marry everyone else as well, but that Isser is only an Isser Ase, and not an Isser Lav, but she's still also to marry other people. The Gemara asks, hold on a second, what exactly does this Ase do to Asher? If we're going to say that her husband dying helps so Tishri Lagamri, so then why would an Ase tell her she's not allowed to get married? Let her be completely permitted. And the husband dying does not help, meaning it doesn't change her status at all. Let her stay with her original state, meaning she should be also to marry other people like a regular Ashish Ish. In other words, if we're saying that when her husband dies, it changes her status, why are we saying that it changes her status, but only in as much that she has an Isra Ase to marry somebody? Either make it a proper Isra of Ashish Ish, or say that she doesn't have an Isra at all. What's with this in between stage that her status has changed, but she's still not allowed to marry anyone, but only because of an Isra Ase? Why can't we say that? Her status still is being changed because we're taking her out of Misa, meaning if she does marry somebody else, she's not going to get Misa, she's not considered like an Ashish Ish, where she still has an Isra Ase to marry somebody. So why can't we say that? And where do we see this from? This is talking about an animal that was designated to be a carbon, and then it became unfit to be a carbon. The mekar is behumeila. Originally, before someone was pied it, before they redeemed it, there's an isra meila with it. One is not allowed to use it for his own benefit. Basir begiza and also one is not allowed to shear it. They're not allowed to use its wool or work with it. Parkinu. But after they redeem this animal meila asbehu, there's no isra meila anymore. Babagizavavaydasiri. It's still usher to shear it and use its wool or to work with it. So we see that something status could be changed from a high level of esser to a lower level of esser. So why don't we learn this over here from the pasuk? That when a woman's husband dies, her status changes in as much that she's not allowed to marry anyone and it would only be an Isra Ase, but it wouldn't be an Isra Vesha Sish. So Gemara says, you're right, because the Pasuk says, perhaps he's going to die in war and someone else is going to take her. This is referring to before the Yidden went out to war, the Kohen Mishach Muhammad, the special Kohen, would get up and make an announcement, whoever was Makadish a woman and didn't marry her, he should go back because maybe he's going to die in war and someone else is going to marry her. You see from here that when a husband dies, his wife is permitted to marry somebody else. The Gemara asks, he has the following question, why don't we say who's the Acher that's going to marry her? Yavam. The Yavam's going to marry her. And it doesn't mean that somebody else who's not the Yavam is allowed to marry her. So Ravashi says, based Shuvas I have two answers for why that's not a good question. First of all, a Yavam in the Torah is never called Acher. He's never called somebody else. So when the Torah says, Ish Acher somebody else is going to marry her, it must be talking about a different person, a random fellow, not the Yavam. Furthermore, because if it says in the Pasuk, Usneo Ish Acherain, and the second man is going to hate her, because of all Sefer Krisos, and he's going to write her Sefer or if the second man, her second husband, dies. And the Pasuk's talking about how she now is permitted to marry somebody else. And so we see a hekish between Misa and Gershin. My Gershin, Shire Vigameres. Just a Gershin permits her, and that's complete. When she gets divorced, she's allowed to marry whomever she wants. There's nothing that connects her to her husband. So do we learn from this Pasuk that Misa, when her husband dies, she's permitted, and that's a complete permission. It doesn't just drop her to Levon Asay. It doesn't just permit her to the Yavam. It permits her to marry whomever she wants. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow and continue to explain the Mishnah, for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.